It is a very simple framework. And if you start to look, you will notice some of the great storytelling emails out there follow this exact framework. Welcome to the Freedom Found Podcast, the podcast for copywriters and marketers with unruly against the grain life goals. I'm Crystal Church, copywriter and coach, and together we'll delve deep into everything it takes to grow a profitable, scalable, and fulfilling business from the ground up. Whether you're just starting out or about to hit your next big milestone, I'm bringing you the truth on both the trending and the timeless business growth strategies so you can live out a freedom-first, impactful life. Welcome to our community. Thank you for tuning in to the Freedom Found Podcast, where we believe that success is not random and with the right community and toolbox, anyone can create a life filled with generosity and impact. And I am so stoked to dive into this conversation today because it's something that we have done internally at the KC brand in our marketing for a really long time, the art of story selling, but it isn't something that I've actively talked about and shared on. And I've gotten a lot of questions over the years about how we create a lot of story-driven email content, how we weave it into other areas of marketing from the newsletter to social to even the podcast. And I just want to lift up the hood, let you see the inner workings of the strategy and make it really applicable and tangible for you so you can turn around and do the same thing in your own business. So when I'm talking about story selling, it's really about bridging this gap between creating content to sell, to speak to somebody, to engage your ideal client and paint a picture of their struggles, their goals, all the traditional areas that we cover in marketing, but bring in this human element, make it more relatable, create an emotional connection with the person on the other side of that content. Because when you have a connection then you're able to build trust with somebody. And as you build trust and you move across the trust spectrum, then you are able to create a potential buying relationship and move into a capacity to work together in a service or sell a product or other offer to them. As we dig into this, I am really just going to outline the core areas that we focus on at the Casey Studio and myself personally when I'm creating content to cover my bases and make sure that what we're putting out actually does that connection and continue. So I'm going to be sharing with you the three primary things that you need to do to story sell properly. And then a fourth must have that I think just ties everything together with a nice little bow. So if you are right now sitting down somewhere grab your notebook and a pen. If you are driving, walking your dog at the gym, this might be one that you're going to want to come back to. And I encourage you to do so and just take some quick notes when you have a moment to remember what these key areas are. Let's get into it. The very first part of story selling is make it personal. And this might seem like a total no-brainer, or it might seem really daunting. It depends on how much you've dabbled in your own marketing up until this point, especially if you're a personal brand, if you are doing this for your own business versus for a client's business, I want to give you a quick pep talk and let you know that it is okay to share some personal elements about your life, to share personal elements about who you are, because those things build connection with your reader, your listener, your end user, right? So if you are somebody who shared personal elements of your life and thought, I've been doing it, Crystal, and it's not working. 
We're going to tie it all together today with these three plus our bonus fourth part of story selling. And I want you to start looking at it through a new lens, but also analyzing what you've done in the past that has worked and what you've done in the past and perhaps why it hasn't worked, right? So one of the things I like to do is look at some of our marketing pieces. Let's take email as an example. Look at emails that we've sent out, look at the open rates, engagement rates, replies, especially, and then of course, conversions, if it is uh, related to a sales campaign, and then look at what people were specifically reacting to, what kind of content hit, what didn't. And let me just say some of the emails that I think are not going to resonate and I'm writing something, I'm like, let's just see, let's see what happens. Or Dale's written something. He's like, I, I want to just throw this out there and see if this hits with people. Sometimes the ones that I think are going to perform the worst perform the best, right? Sometimes the type of stories that I think nobody will care about, everybody replies to. And this is in part because it's relatable. And in the other part, oftentimes because it is personal. So I want to encourage you, even if it seems mundane, make it about your life. Not every single email, not every single post needs to be but a good portion of them should be. Because especially if you're operating a personal brand, but even if you are not, I recently saw a statistic, I don't have it in front of me right now, but it was about the difference in both engagement and conversions that CEOs at large corporations had as soon as the company shifted from being company-centric branded content to including 20 or 30% CEO-related content, where people now had a face behind the scenes that they could connect to, somebody that they understood their values, who they really were, what their regular life looked like, and it bridged this gap between brand and who's behind the scenes. And it made it an easy shoe-in and cultivated connection much more easily. So make it about your life. Don't be afraid to share something about what is going on with you, about your values, about the mundane shit that you go through. I once wrote an email that was about me standing in line at a bakery trying to buy a gluten-free muffin. And it was one of the most popular emails I had written. People want to get to know you as a person and how you're different to all the others that they're consuming content from. That's what keeps people around. Once you've tied in some personal elements... The second thing I want you to do is make it emotional. And this doesn't mean that every single piece needs to be super, super high on the positivity, I'm the happiest ever scale, or super, super low on the I am so devastated and sad scale, right? We're not swinging on a pendulum. When I say make it emotional, I mean, don't be afraid and don't shy away from the work that it takes to elicit the same emotions you felt in that moment that you're sharing about, that personal moment, right? with your reader. You want them to feel like they were sat next to you. You want them to feel like they are stood in line beside you or behind you at that bakery, waiting for that muffin and getting frustrated by what somebody was saying in front of them. No one really cares about what you actually did in that moment or what actually happened to you in that moment. They care about the impact that it made, largely including your feelings. What was the result of that? How did you feel? How did you react? And it all centers around emotions. And when we bring emotions into a story, the story comes to life for the listener, for the reader. 
like I said, this doesn't always need to be significantly negative or soaringly positive. It can be any of the emotions that you experience, surprise, shock, grief, boredom, frustration, apathy even. A top tip for you is to start thinking about the emotions that your audience is feeling that they don't want to be feeling and create content around that feeling. So if they feel like they can't do something or nothing is working and you can tell a story that helps them overcome that emotion and instead feel inspired or renewed in their sense to move forward, it's a lot more powerful than just teaching them, hey, here are three steps you can take to move forward right? Or a random technique under that umbrella. Illustrate a story, a time where you felt that way, a time where a client felt that way, a time maybe it's out in pop culture where everybody can see this and you're drawing on that experience, illustrating that emotion to them and then pulling it all back around. And that leads me to point number three in the art of story selling, which is make it relatable and not just relatable as in make it something that they might experience, While that's important in some storytelling, not everything needs to be something that your audience is going to experience or have experienced, but you want to ensure that the moral of the story relates to something that they are facing in their life at the present. This looks like tying it back in with something related to your niche, most likely, and what you support people with, right? So instead of just telling a story and making it emotional, bring it back around thinking about a great newsletter email. At the beginning, you're going to have a fucking strong hook that gets people ready to continue reading with you, opens a curiosity loop, wanting to see where it's going, reading down, getting to the meat of it, of what's happening, drawing out some emotions, bringing us to a point of climax or the most interesting point in the story, highest point of conflict, right? And then... The flip side of that, the resolution, should be tying it back in, creating a moral of the story, bringing it back around to a lesson that you learned in the story or that they need to learn now. It is a very simple framework. And if you start to look, you will notice some of the great storytelling emails out there follow this exact framework. This is not a complicated concept, but it does take practice and intention to get better at it, to make sure that it's relatable, personal, and drawing people in with the right emotions. So one of the things that you can experiment with as you practice and as you continue to develop this, and I always say, we are never done learning over here. I am constantly learning and iterating and testing and just seeing what works and a few things that you can test to make your emails more relatable to make your content more story driven and in turn allow you to create this connection that builds trust into that buyer relationship is by adding in small details, the ones that might seem insignificant, but allow someone to picture themselves there and feel like it's a more relatable story. I think that the advice about cutting out anything unnecessary from a story is given so, so often. And while I will often tell people to, I will have us do that as we're going through revisions in the Casey Copy Studio, we also make sure to leave in elements that are not vital to the story, but they're vital to adding that relatable component or to adding that layer of emotion into the story. So don't be afraid to add in those small details that really allow someone to imagine themselves there in that scenario, right? It's similar to writing a novel. You need to ask yourself, does this sentence build either the character or the plot? And if it doesn't, then take it out. 
right? But otherwise, if it contributes somewhere along this journey, then consider keeping it in and then you finding a nice balance of that. And that just takes time. Now, our fourth, our bonus topic for today, because you can master the art of story selling with the three primary areas that we've already discussed. But if you layer in this additional piece, you're going to be so much more successful at it. And that is demonstrate change. So there should always be some sort of transformation in the story. And it should tie in with what we previously talked about, that moral, that lesson that you're trying to educate on. There should be a transformation in your thoughts, in what happened to the main character in that story, and what happened to a past client or a customer of yours, right? What did you or they learn from this experience? How does it tie back to their business, their fitness routine, their funnel, their client work? It doesn't always need to be a huge brand epiphany every time about how you changed your life either. Some of my most successful emails have actually been about the small details, the small issues related to how to change your thoughts, how to change your mind, how to change your beliefs that add up to quantum leaps or changes over time. So don't be afraid to go out on a limb. I think that a lot of times we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to have these huge, clearly defined brand stories. And that's what we need to tell all the time. And it's great to have a brand story. But also a brand story is just that. We can read right through it as consumers nowadays. And what we're really craving is that avenue to connect with you, to understand you on a deeper level. Let your audience and your prospective future clients connect with you through story selling. From the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for being a part of this growing community. If you enjoyed listening to this free episode, the most impactful thing you can help us do is head over to leave a review or forward this episode to a copywriter or entrepreneur friend who you know would head not along to today's conversation and use the key takeaways to create more growth in their own business. Thank you for your support and catch you next time.